Magic Podcast. Join me on a journey to uncover the secret recipe to food and beverage industry success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Food Magic Podcast. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to my dear friend, Lauren Westerman, the CEO and owner of Classic Events by Lauren. Lauren, welcome. Hi. Thanks for having me. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so let's dive right in. Could you, I, I mean, I met Lauren at an event. Let's start there. Uh, who knows which event, because it's been years. I know. I was trying to figure that out today. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Sometimes you meet people a few times, and then that's it. You're lifelong friends, and that's how it feels here. But could you talk about how you got into this industry? You were just like, when I think of the event industry in Philly, you always come top of mind for me. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so I actually started my event career path in Texas. Um, so I'm really Philly based now. Five years. Sometimes she says y'all. You I do say it. y'all. <laughs> it's something I can't take out of my vocabulary. Um, so I started in the catering world because of being in a restaurant and a bar um, called Papa's. It was Papacitos. They're very militant in their style. Um, you know, we all had to have the same three pins in our aprons and mm. you had to come with um, a dry cleaned apron. Um, but I learned a lot from them and um, eventually I went back to work for them after college mm -hmm. and uh, helped start up and run their catering company in Austin, um, which they brought in from Houston. Um, and then I shortly realized that that's where I wanted to be in life. Um, and went back to school and got my certification to be a wedding and event planner. Um, and kind of the rest is history. It's very strange. I met a guy in the class. Um, he was opening a wedding venue and he was like, I have a property and it's six acres and it's beautiful, but I, like, I hate brides and I don't want to deal with it. Um, and it just so happened in my catering role, it very easily split and one girl took care of corporate and I took care of weddings, um, which I ended up loving. And so I worked for him for three years, and then I got brought onto the Omni Hotel, um, doing all the weddings, and then I transferred to Philly with the Omni Hotel brand. So wow, yeah. <laughs> could you talk a little bit about your experience in Philadelphia? I know you've bounced around between mm -hmm. a few amazing things. Yeah, so I'm really fortunate. Um, I got to work for the Omni Hotel brand, which is no longer in Philly, but it is a very um, it's a four diamond property, so it's a very elite brand. Um, and then after that, I was with DeBruno Brothers Catering, mm -hmm. um, where I was the director of catering. Um, I learned so much about Philly working with them. Um, <laughs> I knew nothing, I feel like. And then all of a sudden, I got kind of like Philadelphiaized. I don't know if that's a word, but I just <laughs> made it up. became a Philadelphia yeah, osmosis. So, um, working with Emilio and the passion that they had behind their food and their product, um, it was always about that. It was mm -hmm. never about anything else. Um, I got to meet some of the best and greatest chefs in Philadelphia, including Mark Batchery. He handmade pasta, and I was kind of like, this is unique. We don't do this in Texas. It was very <laughs> strange to me, but also amazingly tasty, and now I'm addicted. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I mean, that was probably the biggest experience that kind of um, formed myself into the event industry in a different way in Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. And I met a lot of really cool people. Um, and then I also most recently was with PJP, um, which is a food service company. And, you know, they yep. supply all the products to you and other <laughs> business owners um, that they need to make their food um, look good, travel good, taste good, and be safe as well. 
Um, so yeah, and then in between that, I was with a law firm. We did a lot of events, not necessarily in Philly, but still really involved in the event industry. Um, and I got to travel all over the world, so that was really cool. That's amazing. Yeah. So what is it about events that you love so much? <laughs> um, so I'm not a foodie. Um, that's kind of like been always like my weird thing about being in catering and events. Um, I remember at my Omni Hotel interview, I told them, I don't really eat seafood, I don't eat beef, I can sell the heck out of it, but like, you have to just trust me. Um, and they're like, well, if you can sell it and you're educated on it, like it is what it is. And, you know, I still, I to this day, I'm not a foodie, but I love bringing in a good theme and making that all work and people tasting the flavor of the event. I know that sounds kind of strange, but I get that. if you can if you can <laughs> taste the, fl- the flavor of an event um, and that theme really comes through and all the drinks and the smells and, you know, just hitting all the pieces of, you know, the sensories, mm-hmm. I think that's my favorite part of it. Yeah. I know also sometimes bartending <laughs> is a fun part of your life. Yes. What is your favorite cocktail? What should we be drinking right now? Oh, <laughs> man, I love to make up fun cocktails. Um, so right now I'm a, love, I'm a lover of Tito's. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm big, I, big of putting like anything cranberry and seasonal in it. Um, so muddling cranberries with some lime and almost kind of making a Moscow mule without making a Moscow mule. So it's okay. kind of like a cranberry twist on it. Um, so I've been kind of like, you know, you muddle the cranberries, you muddle the lime, put the mint in there, um, the Tito's, the ginger beer, and then you splash cranberry to die for. Ooh. Okay. <laughs> Recipe will be attached in the show notes. Thank you very much. That's my <laughs> secret Lauren recipe. <laughs> um, what was the most elaborate or memorable event that you got to take part in? Um, So I kind of have two of those. One is really early in my career and I didn't necessarily understand the magnitude of what I was doing. Um, The VPMS 150 bike ride was in, it starts in Houston, they Mm -hmm. bike ride all the way to Austin and they stopped in the Grange in the middle with 1700 riders and we did food and beverage for them um, at their stop in the middle of a campground with no running water, no electricity, (laughs) nothing. Um, And we did the same thing in Austin and it doubled in in capacity there because people were picking them up and taking them back to Houston. Um, So being able to um, visualize and put a process to making guacamole in the back of a cold truck because like (laughs) everything was like fresh and our products were just everything. And you know, seeing all the the organization and the time that was put into it and the permitting and all of that kind of like shaped me into something I didn't really know was happening Mm -hmm. um, that I used way later in my career. But I kind of was like, when people looked at me younger in my career, they're like, how do you know how to do all this? It was a very like big time for me that I didn't necessarily notice until about three or four years ago. Um, But the most memorable, like um, kind of like happy moment for me was most recently with the Garces Foundation event. Um, I was recommended to them by a friend of mine. Um, it was the top chefs in the city. It was 700 people. It was, Ooh. you know, two ballrooms at the Lowe's Hotel. And, you know, Jose Garces is Jose Garces. And um, <laughs> him and his ex-wife have this beautiful foundation that gives money to people in the hospitality industry to help take care of their health care, um, their dental and stuff like that because many people in the restaurant bar industry just don't have those opportunities um, in the same way that corporate America does. And just seeing all the people that um, that also that they help, but mm-hmm. then everybody there like enjoying themselves and walking around and just like 
I mean, everything was there that you could sense. I mean, there was bubbles that were part of the champagne lounge, right? So we had a bubble machine and there were <laughs> cocktails that um, were, you know, all over the room and they were just paired with different food items that the different wow. chefs had done. And then the, um, you know, the desserts, we had the beignets that we were fresh frying on the tabletop and the coffee was brewing and it just, everything about it when you walked in, like the lighting, um, you know, was dead. The taste like you were of the, the park. Event, just yeah, like what you said it was before. Just, that was like, that was, that was the moment. It was like, I love this so much. And it was a very big, very big accomplishment for me and my team, but also really like honored to be a part of such a big thing. Yeah. So speaking of you and your team, you went from kind of a more corporate version of the experience of events to, <laughs> I know recently just diving fully into your own thing head yeah. first. Yeah. And as your friend, so proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. I know it's difficult, but can you sh share with us what that experience has been and, you know, share with our listeners, like, if you recommend it, <laughs> some thoughts, feelings, emotions about it. Um, okay, so my, I think that my best way to describe it is I played college volleyball and basketball, so I'm a very mm -hmm. team-oriented person. Um, I've always been part of 40 or 50 person teams in corporate when I did events um, or managing and being in a restaurant with multiple people and that sort of thing. Um, even our events team at the law firm was four girls, but honestly, you have to have some thick skin to work by yourself because mm -hmm. the only person <laughs> talking to yourself is you and you just, you're in your own head all day. Um, you don't have people around you going, hey, you're really amazing, right? So you have to surround yourself with people like that. That's what happy um, hours for. Find yes. the friends that will tell you how amazing you are. Um, you have to have some thick skin, but it, it's been a transition for me. Like I have to, I, I crave social interaction. Right. Um, so networking helps with that. Um, but I do find time to really take myself out of the office. And we've recently, um, a couple of other entrepreneurs and myself have done like some co-workers without co-worker lunches and co-workers without co-worker um you know happy hours and I know there's tons of groups out there so mm -hmm. I kind of feed myself with that um but it's not for the the lighthearted. I don't know it's not. <laughs> it's not um there's so much reward but if the yeah. if the if what you're losing is not worth that reward to you you know it's not for you but I'm totally happy I did it and I'm looking forward to building my own team in a bigger capacity in a bigger way because um, my girls right now are contracted and not day-to-day -day. but I you know at the end of the day like I also have a lot more freedom and I love it so if you love it do it if if it scares you I guess yeah, that's good that's anyway. good but yeah. yeah I think you have to have I think you have to really really like know that that's like what what's for you yeah I mean it still scares us and we're still doing it yeah every day <laughs> every morning <laughs> but one of the benefits is sometimes on a Monday you can be in pajamas absolutely drinking wine at three o'clock if you'd like <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I love that so much um I wanted to talk to you a little bit about trends that you've been seeing in events. Like what is happening in the event industry? What's happening in the food industry that you think is affecting events? Yeah. So obviously mixology is not new to the game, right? So that's a sure. big one. Um, making custom fun cocktails. Um, I can't remember an event that I've ever been to that food wasn't important, right? So um, I think that the biggest thing that I've seen over the last four or five years is the amount of allergies and things that people cannot eat. Mm -hmm. um, and how specific they are when ordering. <laughs> so specific, um, right? So that's fine at a restaurant. It's fine at a plate of dinner in some senses. But 
when there's more of this like new marketing wave of events that are cocktail parties and finger foods and things like that like how do you incorporate that without yeah. alienating these people just because they can't have gluten right yeah or if they're vegan so do you make right. the whole meal vegan exactly <laughs> um so it's a very fine balance and it's a very very um slippery slope if you get too caught in it right so I always just try to make sure that there's a thing or two for each type of person um, and when I'm planning my vegan options I make sure that they're gluten-free mm-hmm. so that they're kind of double doing double dipping, yeah. um, and I try to make them not bland like sometimes our vegan options are some of the best on the menu you yeah. know um, and I think that that's important to not make people feel alienated I think that vegans are much more the majority than not lately mm-hmm. um, or at least people are becoming more vegetarian correct I feel like at events people are willing to cheat but still it's so nice to have an option options there. and yeah. tasty options like yeah. that's so important tasty options um, and I think also you know when you take into account like even a shellfish allergy okay we'll do something seafood but don't make it a, shell, a shellfish yeah um, which is so important and so I really focus on trying to make sure that it's fun it's tasty Inclusive. and people don't feel alienated I think that's yeah. that's like a big thing and um, but but making sure that things are labeled properly is a huge thing. Yes. Um, I can't tell you how many events I go to and I'm like, I can't believe this stuff's not labeled because it kills me. I can't. Especially if it's buffet style. It's, you know, when you have a food station or two, I know. <laughs> and things are wrapped in dough and then they're fried and you're like, but, but what's, what's in inside? There? <laughs> Can we cut it open? Oh my please? gosh. I have to have my friends open them because yeah. I'm like, I can't. It's, yeah. So I think peeve. that, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing for me. I think that making sure people are very informed. Mm-hmm. Um, because people care more than they've ever cared before. They do. And not only that, you never want somebody to walk away from your event and go, man, someone someone had to leave in an ambulance because they ate shrimp on accident. Oh, my goodness. Like, can you imagine? That's just like horrible. a terrible feeling, much less if it was your wedding and it was your grandmother, you know? So okay. I just think that um, being being super informative, inclusive, and, like, keeping it tasty and innovative and fun. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, we have trouble <laughs> with that in our kitchen too, right? Like, when right. it comes to gluten-free... Technically, to be gluten free, you need like separate air ventilation. Mm-hmm. It's just like a whole Absolutely. process. But happy to include people. Food should be yeah. for all. Yeah. Well, I had a bride and groom that um, had a gluten free. They were both gluten free. They both had celiac, so it was not like a. It wasn't an option. Wow. It was an absolute. Yeah. Um, and we were at the Omni Hotel, which obviously, like, we didn't have a gluten free kitchen, so we had to pay for a special person to come in and clean the kitchen properly um, in order to cook the food and then we made the entire um, menu gluten-free because it was a contact allergy for him and so it could not be on any one person's face or hands that he would come in contact with. Wow. So it was a very, very severe situation. And yeah, yeah. it's, it's, but, it's a whole other thing. But you make it work? You make it work, and, absolutely. And people are willing to pay for it too. Totally, absolutely. You know, your health is unmeasurable dollar-wise but at the same time, you know, uh, one of my food and beverage directors was like, oh, no, all the guests should have to suffer. And it's like, they're not suffering. They you know, they love and care. Either. And you yeah. make it tasty and you make it fun. And exactly. nobody knows the difference, you know, at the end of the day. They don't I love to. actually sampling stuff to people. Like, we just recently made uh, vegan cookie cups. And I watch people eat them. And then they ask about them. And I'm like, those are vegan. And you yeah. watch their faces. And they're like, what? Like, you oh, can yeah. hide it well. Yeah. I think my very favorite, I say this all the time, my very, very favorite wedding cake I've ever had was vegan and gluten-free and it had this fruit filling that was real fruit it was amazing absolutely amazing I, I remember it was like seven years ago wow 
Great, love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Lauren, when I think of you, I just think of your passion and your energy. And I know that that's a difficult thing to keep up, especially in the high paced, like intense environment mm-hmm. that you're in. What? How do you do it? <laughs> Espresso and wine? I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's just my personality. So my mom always says this, but I don't let the grass grow under my feet. And, you know, even when I was younger, mm-hmm. it was on a Saturday, like, what are we doing today, mom? Like, you know, she's like, we're just going to sit at home. Like, that was never good enough for me. Um, I like to be involved in things. I crave social interaction Yeah. Um, to probably an unhealthy degree of some nature. <laughs> <laughs> like, less. Last week, um, I had three events in one day and two outfit changes. Like, people were like, are you insane? Just say no. And I'm like, I really want to go to all of them. I really do. I, ha- I have, like, a whole need and want and desire to be at all of them. So I think that, I don't know, I, it's also a little bit of the the chase for me being an entrepreneur. You have to put more energy into your own business than you would ever put into somebody else's normally. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm, I'm on the chase. I'm, I'm on the move of who am I going to meet, um, you know, you never know. Like, you never know who you might just meet in the bathroom at a certain event. Literally, you never know. I've met customers in Ubers and Lyft. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and I think that, you know, that's the kind of stuff that even when I feel myself kind of draining just a little bit, something yeah. happens, and I'm totally rejuvenated by it, and that's, like, what feeds my energy, to be honest. Honestly, I feel like, okay, like, pick up when it comes to dating and also pick up when it comes yeah. to business is so similar. Totally. Right? You're just, like, outgoing, ask mm-hmm. a question, make a compliment. It's just I've seen you do it. You are a master <laughs> of that disaster. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Um, so then I will ask, let's talk about networking. Yeah. Lauren is the queen of networking. <laughs> I have been... We went to, I don't know if you remember this, we went to a networking event recently, and there was a person that I needed to meet, and you sat across the room, and you're like, go meet them now, like that person, and you need to talk, <laughs> and you wouldn't let me do anything else, like you were like, get up, and then when I didn't, you went up and introduced me anyway, and I just <laughs> appreciate you so much for being like that, like, have you guys met? If you didn't, you're going to do business together, you should meet, like, it's just amazing, and your personality really Thanks. works with that, and I think, like... People, what do people say? Like public speaking is the greatest fear, mm-hmm. greater than even death. Like yeah. you're fantastic at it. Thanks. Please give us your like. Ooh, I'm not sure. Um, I think the one thing I will say is that I I feed off of it, right? So when I first moved to Philly, I just like joined any networking event I could go to, and mm-hmm. industry specific. Obviously, I knew about Ilea. That's where we met. That's where we met. That's where we met. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't remember what event though. I really wanted to remember. It doesn't matter. All I know is that we met. Wait, this is this is kind of good. So we met, and then Uh I was like, in two weeks we have an event, and I need you to come do your stuff for free. And you're like, okay. I was like, all right, see you there. (laughs) I was like, but you're gonna meet tons of people, and you're like, okay. (laughs) And it was, you know, not everybody gets that. (laughs) Um, Some people just look at things and they're like, oh my god, how much is it gonna cost? And like, I don't know, I wasn't planning for that, but like. I think sometimes you just like take 10 risk and yeah. you know you get some rewards later. But networking is big for me, so I started in ILEA in the Austin chapter as a student. Mm-hmm. And I met people and then when I decided I wanted to be a wedding planner, not just a caterer, 
Um, I went and spent a weekend with a DJ that I knew in Ilea, and I spent a weekend with a florist, and I learned how to like pet the roses. Like that sounds weird, but that's what they really do. Oh my god! To you, open them. It's a separate. Uh, <laughs> we need to talk about that. I spent um, time with a tenting company. I know how to build like the biggest tent you could ever imagine. Oh my goodness, that's so um, cool. And I think that that kind of helped shape who I was as a wedding planner because I know and understand and have empathy in a, in a different way, not only from a catering perspective because I did it for so long. Um, but for all the other pieces of the industry, yeah, um, which is huge. Um, but I think that networking is huge. So I started as a student member, and when I came to Philly, well, I mean, I met the guy that opened the business, and then I met someone that knew someone at the Omni, and all the every single piece of my career has been connected back to somebody that I met somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never gone into an interview blankly knowing nothing about the company and not knowing anybody there. Not going with, thank God. But um, I think that it's also helped me advance my career. So even if they were not business for me, it was kind of like, what do you do? And I had no idea that certain careers even existed. Like <laughs> to think that I could go and work for a law firm that had a thousand plus attorneys. We did 480 events a year. I got to travel every other week. I was in Vegas. I was like to even know that that was a career, I had no idea. So I think that you learn and meet so many people in different avenues. Yeah. Um, and that's what's really helped create who I am as a businesswoman and who I am as a wedding planner um, and the, the services I offer to my clients because I look at all the different people I've met and see where they are and I kind of created my own lane in a sense. Um, and I pride myself on that. Like I pride myself on being a little bit different, mm-hmm. being at a different price point, being unique in qualities and things like that and having a lot of world experiences too. Yeah. yeah, I just want to say, not close to my wedding day, but <laughs> I've seen how organized Lauren's notebook is, yes. and I freaking love that. And some, and we work with brides at Snackadabra too, mm-hmm. and it's just like so hectic and messy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just need someone to manage those pieces That's for you. That's exactly it. Yeah, and someone that loves to do that. Yeah. and many people don't. No, no. And there's so many details, and you know, at the end of every wedding, or you know mid cocktail hour or whatever that you know the bride or the bride's mom and multiple people come up and just be like you've been a godsend like and I don't I'm not discrediting what I do I don't do much but like you do need somebody to manage all those things yeah especially day of that's not what you want to be doing it's not what you want to do you don't want the floors calling you your mom your aunt anybody and people um think it's okay until it's not yeah. And then you're in your middle of your wedding day. And, and so, you're like drowning yeah. and all of those calls. <laughs> yeah. Stuff will and, go wrong, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Well, and not only that, it's leading up to it. So, like, um, you know, I am considered a day of coordinator or wedding coordinator, whatever you want to classify me as, um, because I don't go out and seek all the vendors. But it is so important to get in front of the bride and at the venue and really talk through what the day looks like. Um, and I've always taught my, my catering sales girls and other event people that, you have to like live the event through a guest eyes in order to make sure you went through all your details. So like mm. I always say like, okay, I walk in the door. Now I'm going to register. There's a there's a raffle. Are there tickets? Who's bringing those tickets? Are there name tags? Who's making them? What are we putting on the name tags? Like just really incorporating like and putting yourself in that. Every moment by moment. Uh-huh. And so that's kind of what I do with my brides and we do it ahead of time and that makes them think about, well, I don't I don't know who's walking me down the aisle. I don't no, I mean, should I sit my grandmother? Is it properly? Like, or is it proper? Like, people always don't know. And so you find the time to kind of have that conversation, and it alleviates some of the, like, questions on the day of or, you know, a week before when somebody's asking you that, like the DJ, being like, oh, well, who's doing this? You know, those things are already kind of thought out. So that's the main thing we do. 
Yeah, you take yeah. that off of people's plates. It's amazing. Yeah, and you know, alleviating. You, and you have somebody that's experienced in it. You know, hopefully you're not getting married an extreme amount of times. So. <laughs> Who knows? These days? The second time around, right. maybe you'll know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> so I know that you spend a lot of energy on personal growth and development. Mm-hmm. Can you make some book recommendations? Yep. Okay. So I'll make one. Um, it's called. Monday Morning Leadership, and it is by, let me tell you, um, it's by David Cottrell. Cottrell, C-O-T-T-R-E-L-L. He has multiple (laughs) um, ones like this. So Monday Morning Leadership is um, basically a documentation of someone going through business coaching Mm -hmm. um, when he was leading a sales team and not doing a great job. Um, it, get, it, got given, it was given to me at one point in my career, um, and they're short, easy readings, like mm-hmm. 10, 15 minutes. You read it every Monday, and you kind of live, and it poses questions to you. So that's how his books are written. Um, he has multiples that I've read, but that one was one of my first ones. It's really cool, and like I loved like kind of like reading all his other ones because I love like being able to then you know go back and relate it to my own life and the, the fact that he asks questions and then also tells about his client and how he went back and did it in his own life kind of makes you like reflect for yourself too so I love those kind of books that's amazing me too is there space to write or do you write in the yeah. margins yeah wow. I know <laughs> it's basically like journaling no you like yeah level. you write in it yeah it's awesome that's very cool um who has been a mentor to you or who do you look mm. up to I don't, so, I mean, my career has been so weird that I don't know that I've had anybody, I don't know, I've had so many career paths, but I will say that, like, who's formed me as, like, a woman and a businesswoman is, like, um, so my mom has been very influential in my life. She is always led us to be proper, and that sounds very simple, but it's very much like when you leave a job, you leave it respectfully. Um, I remember calling her one day, two days into a job, and I was like, this is not right for me, and she's like okay (laughs) so this is how you do it and um, you know how to respectfully bow out of situations that are not right for you um, and how to never burn a bridge that's a conversation she's always had with me even in sports and different things you never burn a bridge you never treat someone Mm -hmm. that might come back around and I think that we both know the industries are so small that that's such a big life lesson Um, and she's just always taught me how to organize myself and keep myself in a certain um, mannerism, if yeah. that makes sense. Um, and then my one aunt, her sister, was is a wonderful designer. She teaches um, at Moore College now, but she used to be in New York and own her own design company, interior design. She just always had like this air about her when she walked in the room. She had the you know best clothes, the best shoes, the best purses. <laughs> because in New York, you know, if you're going to be that type of, you have to like. And I think that like from her, I kind of learned how to walk into a room and own it in mm. a different type of sense. And I think that. You know, no matter who you are, you, it's like you dress the part. Um, totally. And, you know, you, you own it and live it. And so that's kind of what it, I, that's actually why I moved to the East Coast. I was like, I'm going to live in New York and act that way and dress that <laughs> way. act New York. <laughs> I love that. Um, never really happened. You're just two hours So I just do it time. in Philly. <laughs> you know what? Our, our pond is a little smaller. So. <laughs> that's okay. It's good. It's good. Um, so I'm going to ask you the question we always ask. Yes. What was your food magic moment? Um, so I talked a little bit about it, but um, so I bartended. I was a regional trainer. Um, I helped a lot with the restaurant that I kind of like worked at all the way through college. Mm-hmm. And then when I graduated, I left and I was a parole officer. 
And I like sometimes went back to the restaurant and would like wait tables or do things for different um, holiday weekends. And I remember just like looking up one day and I was like, it was a busy weekend, like a Mother's Day weekend, Father's Day, something like that. And I was, I had so much fun at the restaurant and it was fun, right? And then I went to work and I'm like across from a, in a boardroom table in a parole meeting and I'm like, this is really not the life for me. Like it's just, there's no energy here. And everybody mm. was in like khaki pants and button down shirts and no discredit to anybody that does that job. It just, it was draining me. It was not mm. fun. And I had so much fun in the restaurant and I feel like there's just like a different type of energy, yeah. which is not for everybody. Um, but I had a degree in criminal justice, so like, what was I gonna do? And I called my mom, and obviously she was like, okay. Um, <laughs> so we just like started like researching it, and I um, eventually took a catering managing catering management position with that company because they were opening a catering um, division, and that's really what like just catapulted my career and like taught me things that I had no idea even existed in life. Like I said, um, but yeah, I think that it was just the moment I was like. Ah, oh, that energy. Like, I miss it. I love it. And mm-hmm. um, even though I'm not a foodie per se, like, the sizzling plates of fajitas rolling out of the kitchen, like, mm-hmm. tray by tray, and, like, you know, the smell of the salsa roasting and, you know, the fresh chips, it was just, like, it was invigorating to me. And I, I think that that's really, like, the time I was like, okay, like, this is where my career is. Maybe I don't mm-hmm. want to wait tables forever. Maybe I don't want to manage a restaurant. But, like, let me find some other avenues. And that's when I just started networking, getting to know people, and figuring out what else there was out there. That's amazing. <laughs> um, I don't mean to put you on the spot, Uh-oh. but, <laughs> you know, we talked about networking. Has there ever been, like, tell us, like, a funny or crazy story how you met someone and what that turned into. Like, sometimes it's super random. I feel like you have tons of those Oh, stories. I have tons, but this is actually one of the best ever. And okay. I love this because I don't even think I've told you this yet. Okay. It's very new. So um, there was a new designer in Austin. And so Hummingbird House was owned by um, two gay men, right? Okay. And so they were very involved in the gay scene in Austin, and it was becoming legal in a lot of places to become married. So we did a ton of same-sex marriages. Mm -hmm. And there was this new designer in town from Florida, and he was working with a rental company that we worked with. And I met him at a networking event, and I'm like, wow, he's amazing. Like, he was just so full of life, and he was so amazing. And I forget what he had on, but he had on this, like, crazy outfit. And I was like, you go. Like, I love that. You know what I mean? Stand out in that room. Be you. Be you. And, um, but it was a unique concept for a rental company to hire a designer Mm -hmm. in-house. And it made a lot of event planners and other designers in the city very uncomfortable. Mm. They were very uncomfortable and they kind of like some shunned him in a sense, if that makes sense. I'm not a designing planner. It's one of the things that I'm absolutely not a logistical planner. I can help you like look at colors and put things together, but that's not my thing. So for me, I was like, your dream come true. Come be my friend. <laughs> and you should meet, uh, you know, Danny and Tom, the owners of the, and they became friends. Um, and okay. So then fast forward, I'm moving to Philly and he's like, oh, I used to um, run the Union League in Philadelphia. I'll introduce you to some people. So when I got out here, I got my job at the Omni. He flew out here and literally walked around and introduced me to people and went to network events with me. He's amazing. Wow. Amazing man. It gets so much better. You're going to love this story. <laughs> so that happened. I've been out here for five years. One of the designers I met here that I work a lot with, with Carl Allen, um, previously was Vito. 
he's amazing. I know Vito. He's amazing, yes. right? Okay, so if you take Ken and Vito, they're the same person in a sense, just different ages. Okay. <laughs> so I meet Vito, we click. He loves me, I love him. We like recommend each other all the time. Um, and he's great for my brides um, and my clients because he's so caring and passionate mm. about what he does that they don't even remember that I'm not a designing planner. They're just like, oh my God, Lauren's great. She helped me. With, you know, <laughs> great. So um, it works out for me. And so um, two years ago, I was the president of YB Connected. And um, I was running the event at the Union League mm-hmm. for Cradles to Crayons. So Ken says, I want to move back to Philly. And he's like, I want you to get me more involved in the event industry. I want to come network with you, start to get to know some people you know, me and my husband are going to move up there in a couple of years. I said, great. So I had sent him that event. He says, oh, with the Union League, I'm coming. I got to go buy something. I'll show you pictures later. So, right, he does, <laughs> like, this is called Ken, this is true Ken fashion. So he does that. Um, great. So he comes to the event. It's a great event. Whatever. Fast forward. Um, I invite him up to the Garces Foundation event. I kept telling him about Vito. I'm like, you have to meet Vito. If you're going to move up here, you should partner with Vito. Carlisle then is, you know, one of the best floors because Vito's one of the best designers in Philly. Um, so you have to partner with him, you have to meet him, whatever. They meet at the Garces Foundation event, fall in love. And so they're both there with their husbands, their husbands love each other, like they have the same personalities. I'm like, this is a dream come true, I'm so glad y'all are friends. And um, they just launched their new business, Extraordinary Events, and oh they have a floral God. company. It gets so much better, you're not gonna <laughs> believe this. So they launched their business, um, this month and so they bought into this new venue called the Ben Franklin. They have their own office space They'll be the exclusive floral um, designer and Vito um, Now, you know works for himself with Ken in this company. So we all go to the Four Seasons to um, Celebrate right mm-hmm. when Ken was in town recently. They said you have to meet the bankers These are the people that help fund our business. You ought to meet them. They're taking us to come with us the bankers met him at my YB Connected event two years ago, and I know them. <laughs> so I'm sitting at dinner with all these people I know, but I didn't know they all knew each other. I'm like, I cannot. This is like, this Amazing. is a full circle of life. Yes. And we toasted it up, and they have their business now, and um, oh. yeah. It's amazing. What a warm, fuzzy <laughs> feeling inside. Right? And you just never know. You never know. I call it the butterfly meet. effect. Yeah. You just never know. You never know. You open so. a door for someone. You sit in the right yep. Uber. Mm-hmm. It's just about taking like every micro interaction mm-hmm. and treating it like it could be a moment of gold. Yeah, and you don't know what that go- what that moment's gonna be. You don't, and I also like you can tell when it's authentic and when it's not. So like I don't shake somebody's hand or open the door for them to be like, "Are you gonna book me?" It's I do it out of like I want to get to know you. Yeah, you may be my next best friend. The only friends I have here I met through networking events so because true. that's all I've done. You yeah. know what I mean? And we all relate to each other and we all like are in the same like mind frame. And um, I think that if you do it with the right intentions of just getting to know somebody and not just trading a business card, that's like such a huge piece of it. Yeah. Um, you could tell when it's authentic and when it's not for sure. For sure. I always <laughs> tell my team also like be the ones that open the door for someone. Yes. Someone drops something, pick it up. Yep. Like, it's just about company culture. Absolutely. And, like, the vibe that you want mm-hmm. people to remember about yep. your tribe, you know? We call it Southern hospitality down mm-hmm. in Texas. Love that, love that. I'm going to borrow that, but it doesn't fit for me. I'm no Southern belle. But Lauren is, in case anyone's wondering. Yes. 
Um, Lauren, thank you so much. Is there thank anything else that comes me. up that you want to share? No, I anything think Anything new? It. Anything that's coming up on the brink that we should keep our eyes open for? I mean, definitely, um, I don't, I mean, I go to a ton of networking events, so I post most of them on my personal page, not okay. necessarily my business page, just because the networking I go to doesn't really relate to my clients. Mm -hmm. um, so if anybody's looking for someone to follow on Instagram for fun, follow me. <laughs> yeah, so actually, can you give us, can you spell your Instagram and yeah. what's a good way for people to touch base with yeah. you? So my business one is Classic Events by Lauren. Please follow it, share it. Um, if you have anybody or a friend that you think might be getting married, needs help with a baby shower, 60th birthday, um, I love nonprofit events, so whatever I can do to help. Um, so that's Classic Events by Lauren. Um, my email is info at Classic Events by Lauren. Website's Classic Events by Lauren. Um, but dot com. Dot com. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but personally, um, I always post the networking events I'm going to and the different boards I'm involved in. Um, so it's D-I-B-I-N-E underscore M-S-L. Actually, divine. let me divine oh, underscore I'm good. I'm good. I love that. But I spelled it differently. But also, You're I do so want to let me. I know. Let me actually say something else about networking. So I just want to say that um, I do what I do and still did. I did, still do, and always will do kind of free work, um, in a sense. And by that, I mean like I sit on boards, so I don't just go to the networking events. Um, someone explained it to me one time and was like, "It's like having a gym membership. You can mm. have a gym membership." You can actually go to the gym, but if you're not actually at the gym working out and they're not going home and eating properly, then it, having a gym membership means nothing. So going to the networking event is one thing. Um, sitting on a board, you get to meet people in a more intimate fashion. Yeah, and um, you get to meet the movers and shakers exactly. on boards. Exactly. Um, and then people kind of know who you are because you're on the board. So you're not just one of 100 people in the room. You're one of the board members, and you kind of take a different role. So I think that that's super important, and I've always been involved in one to two boards per year. Awesome. Just, yeah. I'm going to talk to you about that. Okay. I need to sit on a board. Good. I got boards for you. Come on in. <laughs> um, and what's a good way to – what's your personal – oh, we're going to tag her personal – Instagram. Okay. Um, that Lauren. was the one that I spelled out too. Yeah. yeah. Okay, that was good. the sassy one. I that was the sassy one. one. <laughs> Lauren, thank you so much oh, for your time, you. your energy, your beauty, your zest. <laughs> Let's you. do happy hours. Yes. Love you, love you, love you. <laughs> Tune love in you. next week for another episode of the Food Magic Podcast. Thank you so much and have a great day. Looks like we're all out of time for today. Thanks so much for tuning in to discover the secret recipe to food and beverage industry success. Make sure to tune into next week's episode. And in the meantime, spread the love. Check us out on Instagram or our website, Food Magic Podcast. Mwah!